This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Elkshape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man, your host, Welcome to season five. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by discipline, delayed gratification, and being accountable to yourself. This podcast is about finding the high road, working hard every day, creating the best possible version of yourself. Our values are faith, family, fitness, finances, elk hunting, and career. Our guiding principles are authenticity, transparency, and out hustling the competition. Our podcast is brought to you by Buck Knives, Onyx Hunt, Vortex Optics, Wilderness Athlete, Black Rifle Coffee Company, Crispy USA, Matthews Archery, Kufaru International, and BlackOvis.com. Today I'm joined with Jake Webb, my hunting partner for elk season. And by hunting partner, I mean the guy who makes the coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'm definitely the cook out of the two of us. Hey, man. Uh, how you doing? Good. So we're recording these ahead of time, guys, but we wanted you to have something to listen to when you're driving to elk camp or elk camps or you're moving camp or you're just getting ready for whenever you're going elk hunting. Some of you have already had a few days out or a week, and we just want to uplift you. We want to encourage you, and we want you to give it 100% effort. What you can control in September is your effort and your attitude, and that's about it. So let's talk about all the things that have gone wrong in the two years that you've elk hunted with me, Jake. So let's talk about year one. You were set up to be a camera guy. You filmed me for, I don't know, 11 or 12 days straight. Your dad had something happen. You had to go back home. The very next day, I killed an elk. Then we met back up. You filmed me for several days in a row, and then you ran out of – you had to go on your own hunt. You left. I killed an elk the very next day. Basically, year one was, when is Jake going to leave so I can kill an elk finally? <laughs> yeah. um, I am definitely not great at being filmed. It's hard to film. But in that first year, 
of running a camera and basically being exposed to how, how it really is hunting with me. Give these guys some insight. It's not that cool. I'm not as good a hunter as you think. It's still really hard. It's public land. Give them the trials and tribulations so they can be forewarned of all the stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, so basically, it's like all or nothing. So we're here to hunt. We're trying to film and capture it to show you guys what's going on. Dan, for sure, me, I can vouch for this as well, but we're not going to spend a half an hour trying to get camera gear set up to get the best lighting to try to show you guys some amazing footage of scenery, whatever. Basically, when we're filming, it's, okay, we need to try to capture this. We're on the move, and we're going. So the first year for me, um, following Dan, I think Dan was trying to see, hey, can this guy hang or not, and if I can keep up. It it was rough. There's a lot of miles put on the boots. There's a lot of vertical. I mean, we're covering a ton of country, but there's things always going to happen, and mentally you have to like deal with them and move on. So long story short, my dad ended up getting hurt, had to go to the hospital. So I had to come home, go back, and we filmed. And then I had a Montana tag. We were in Wyoming at the time. And I don't know how long we hunted, 10, 12 days-ish. We had covered a lot of country. We got into a lot of bulls. We had some pretty close calls. Kind of had that area figured out. Basically, Dan like pretty much forced me to leave. He's like, you have a Montana tag. Why are you here filming me? And honestly, I really, really wanted to get um, a bull on camera with some sweet arrow flight and just get some cool footage for you guys. I think I had eight days left in my hunt for Montana, and I, I left and went to Montana. Dan stayed in Wyoming. The very next day, he killed a bull in a spot that we had been in that previous day, I went to Montana, my plan A spot, went in and I had cameras set, checked my cameras, no elk sign, which is very odd for me. On my way hiking out, I ended up hearing some wolves that evening on my way out. I'm like, okay, this is not good. Packing things up, not want to deal with that spot, going to my plan B spot. On my way to plan B at like three in the morning, I T-bone a cow elk with my truck and totally smashed the bumper grill the bumper was actually wedged onto the tire so like i couldn't even drive so i got out with my axe and pounded the bumper off the tire and was able to put things back together i ended up having to come home because my truck basically wasn't able to keep on going that was kind of kind of that season and just mentally being able to push through things while you're hunting dealing with whether it's lack of food, lack of sleep, or just your body hurting, like you got to push through those things. But there's a potential for things to happen, and you have to like make that call. Or like, is this smart to keep going or not? And with where my my truck was like pretty jacked up, I was able to drive from Montana home, but I wasn't comfortable enough to drive further into the backcountry and get like stuck somewhere. So I made that call. I think I had three, four days left um, at this time. And I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. And I made that call and I drove home. Yeah, man. Um, th- it's tough because that year, especially, I, I really wanted, you, you know, 
I really wanted you to get some time in the woods for yourself because I know how important that is to me. I figure it's the same for you. And that's kind of when I learned that you're the kind of guy who doesn't let anything fade you. Like it rolls off your back. We've talked about this on this podcast before, but for those who are new to listening or need your memory refreshed is like the reason why I like hunting with Jake is, yeah, he's in pretty good shape and yeah, he's pretty handy and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately is he keeps up and he doesn't lose his positivity no matter what. So think about filming me for almost a month and then you finally get to hunt for yourself and you hit a freaking cow elk and then you have to grab a, I don't know what you use, but basically a cheater bar to pry your bumper off your tire so you could at least drive it and you couldn't even really turn left very well and you limped your ass home. Uh, last year, well, maybe I'll talk about the 2020 year, we ran into arguably the, one of the biggest public land a-holes I've ever met who bullied us to death. And I'm not going to like, I don't want to relive that, but like I, that guy really just kind of ruined the hunt. And we left that spot with great elk hunting because of him, because he's kind of a baby about, it was his spot. And we just left, man. We just totally left. And we had scouted that spot and quite a bit that summer. And you know, it just wasn't worth dealing with him. So we left, and he won that battle. Now, he didn't win the war. He won that battle. And then last year we had, well, you had other hunters vandalize your dirt bike because you were in their spot before them or whatever, and we had to fix your bike, replace brake. Like, they broke clutch lever, brake lever, uh, light bar. Luckily, they didn't slash your tires, and you were smiling. That was on your birthday. You were like, yeah. it doesn't even fade me. And you missed a bull at 40 yards, and you were smiling. You were like, man, it was awesome. And it a lot of guys would have been like crying themselves all the way home. And you were like, man, this was awesome. This is what I signed up for. I just hit a little branch, but it was, I got the experience I was looking for. That was so cool. And trying to think what, oh, you got the whole like outfitter thing that we had where the outfitters were using ranch only New Mexico tags. And they were hunting public land and telling us that this was not open to hunting. And it was, we had to get the game warden involved. I mean, like, dude, the list goes on. So like, you are going to run into some problems. Your truck's going to break down. Your dirt bike's going to break down. Your equipment's going to break down. You're going to run into other hunters. You're going to be bugling a bull in and on a rope, and then another hunter's going to come in and completely mess your setup, knowingly or unknowingly. And can you play with others in the sandbox? And I'm telling you, just leave it and go find elk somewhere else. It's not worth it. I've been face-to-face -face with many other people in public land. My my former self was pretty aggressive, and I probably gave myself a bad reputation for just basically not backing down and hunting the same spots that other guys wanted to, knowing that my fitness would get me on the elk before them. And that's just looking back. It's just that's just I'm older now, and, and it's just not worth it. Just I can find elk. Move on. But the point of all this is expect to get kicked in the dick. Now, once you get off the ground, <laughs> what are you going to decide? What kind of attitude are you going to have? Because your teeth are going to get kicked in. I want you to have a positive mental attitude and to never let up your relentless grind. Let's talk about tactics for week two of September. What are the elk doing, Jake? This podcast is brought to you by Numa Outdoors out of Texas. Numa has been awesome to Elk Shape. They've been very supportive. I love the rain gear. I think it's probably the quietest on the market. Huge fan of Palisade Puffy, Pursuit Pant, Pathfinder Pant. They have Merino wool base layers as well as synthetics. Check out Numa Outdoors, discount code ElkShape20. Vortex Optics out of Wisconsin. This is a veteran known company. This is one of my favorite partners. Been working with them since 2010. Get yourself some Vortex Optics. 10 by 42s, maybe a 65, 85 millimeter spotter angled in my 
my opinion. Check out the Rangefinder line. They got a Razer 4000, a Viper 3000. They have all the options. They work. They stand behind their product. VIP warranty. If you break it, they'll fix it. And they're just a great company. Discount code ELK10 at eurooptic.com. When you buy anything from Vortex, take 10% off. Also, Vortex Wear, Elk Shape will get you 20% off. They're awesome. Hunting clothing lineup. Discount code ELK Shape will take 20% off Vortex Wear. That is the clothing I wear when I'm scouting, going on date night, or working out. So check that out. Vortex Optics, great partner. One of the most amazing companies and super proud to work with them. Check them out today. Onyx Hunt Elite Membership, 99 bucks. But when you enter the discount code ELKSHAPE, it'll take 20% off. And you get the best, most reliable, been in the game the longest hunting app map, period. You're also going to get access to Hunting Pool, Top Rut, Hunt Reminder. And now, the Elk Collective Onyx is a partner of mine. They also are the headline sponsor of Elk Shape Camp Season 2023, Year 5, brought to you by Onyx. And we're even doing a mini camp for elite members only in Spokane, my hometown. Me and MFJJ are going to put that on. Become a member, come to that camp, or come to any camp. Trust me, download your maps ahead of time, e-scout from a desktop, and use Onyx. It's going to elevate your game. Buck Knives. Out of Post Falls, my neighbor, I drive there to have the factory resharpen my knives prior to every elk season. I use a skinny knife. That 113 is money. I also like a deboning knife. I'm not a scalpel guy. I think those are for poking holes in bear hides, quite honestly. So check out Buck Knives. They've been in business for 100 plus years. And if you want your knife sharpened, you can send them to the factory and they'll sharpen them and send them back to you. Buck Knives, all their products are made here in the U.S. and they make things possible here at Elk Shape. Matthews Archery, Sparta, Wisconsin, continuing to lead from the front with innovation and giving guys like me who aren't the best at archery, allowing us to be pretty darn confident in the field with their equipment. Right now I'm running the V3X29 as my main hunting rig and my backup is the V3X33. Super excited to put that thing to work this fall and I hope you get a chance to check one out soon. Go to a local dealer near you. MagView, this is where you can get rid of your lousy digiscoping case. I'm not gonna say other brands, but y'all know what I'm talking about, those big bulky cases, put them away. MagView, it's all magnets. Keep the phone you have in the case that you already have or put the magnet on the back of your phone and rock and roll. And you can digiscope, it's seamless. It also provides a lens cover for your spotter and you can even attach it to your binoculars and get some really crispy aeroflight flight footage or that big buck or bull that you want to get footage of. You can now do it in the field. So check out MacView and you can enter the discount code Elkshape. It'll save you a little bit of loot. So for me personally, by this time, the elk should be talking a little bit more and I'm definitely not the best caller, but- No, you're terrible. <laughs> I'm joking, I am joking. Um, what what I personally like to do is figure out where the elk are traveling these periods, try to get out in front of them, and then at this time, I would use a lot of cow calls, so I would start using some calf mews, some elk, the estrus mews, and just try to get a bull to answer me, and then once that bull has answered me, I'm just going to keep calling and just try to work my way towards him or let him come to me and get to where I can get a shot. I probably want to do a whole lot of bugling at this point. Um, by week two, the the rut and that move phase, I mean, the elk should be going at it. So bulls should be fighting bulls. There should be cows starting to get hot. So this should be like game on, the rut is happening, and you should be able to start calling a lot more. Yeah, and I think the 7th, 8th, 9th, especially leading up to that full moon could be really good. I think on the full moon night, you're all going to be assigned the task of if, it's, if there's no cloud cover is to potentially skip going to bed. Yes, sacrifice some sleep. 
get to a master vantage and see if you can glass in the middle of the night. You'll hear, you heard it here first. Also, you can see what who's who in the zoo. What are they doing? Locate some elk that way. Do some calling. And then plan on some midday madness on September 10th, 11th, 12th, you know, when the elk are probably in bed by the time you're leaving camp in the dark or is it just getting light and you're like, man, where are the elk? How come I can't catch them in transition? Well, they've already transitioned some. They stayed up all night partying and they're in bed. But you know what? Whoever goes to bed early gets up early and they could potentially get up middle of the day. And that might be where you can roll a born and raised or a Dirk Durham, a Jason Phelps, like a, a midday madness you can get a bull to answer. Maybe he's raking a tree or he's getting water, but he's definitely going to have his cows by now for the most part. Even um, if the bulls aren't super vocal, there should be a pecking order already established. And I think it's time for you to run that midday madness program. And as far as evenings go, you know, they may stay back in their bedrooms uh, later than you want. I definitely recommend if you're going to go into the bedding, get the dang wind right and venture to be delicate, try not to get picked off by the cows, try not to bump these elk. Hunting pressure is only going to gain momentum from this point going forward. So really, if you're into the elk, get into them and realize that your first encounter is your best encounter. You bump them around a little bit or other hunters do too. You might need to find just different elk to play with. Put those elk on ice. Don't be afraid to walk away from elk to find new elk just to give you an odds multiplier. And then that midday madness is simply getting in as close as possible undetected and then almost like catching that bull off guard. You can run a Joel Turner program where you never talk to the bull. You only talk to his cows and you can watch the videos on the Elk Collective or even on our YouTube on how he does that. You can also run like your classic pick a fight with the bull and have a shooter collar scenario and get in tight. And you can also do the scenario where Hey, Jake, I'm going to try to get this bull to talk. You just slowly work in. Don't make a sound and see if you can shoot this bull and figure out where, you know, you guys will have to, like, that's where elk hunting comes in. That's what you can't teach is knowing which card to play. I'm just asking you to have multiple cards in your hand to play so that maybe eventually you'll play the right hand and get in tight and get that shot opportunity. So one of the tactics that actually worked for Dan last year at this time was the elk are having sex. They're rutting all night. In the morning, the bulls kind of do their own thing. The satellites will spread off from the herd, and you have these satellites that sometimes will hang out together, sometimes they won't. But we watched three bulls side hill at probably 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. They side hill into some trees, and they never came out. So without calling, we glassed these bulls up. And the tactic was we are going to side hill all the way around. We're going to get the wind right. We're going to sneak in there. And Dan's going to shoot one of these bulls. That tactic will totally work. You need to be able to be very sneaky in the woods. You need to be able to get the wind right. You have to be patient. And what literally what that involved was taking 10 steps, pulling your binos up, and glassing through the timber. Taking another 10 steps. I would say almost taking a step in glass. At some points, you're going to be basically still hunting because these bulls peeled off from the herd. Yep. And they just went to go bed. And then they're going to come right back to that herd in the evening. That's a nice little advantage when you got a couple of satellite bulls and you're not picky. Yep. Man, that's only three sets of eyeballs versus 15 or that herd 30-something. Yeah, and, and it still was hard. I was filming you, and a bull kept looking back, and you're down to your socks trying to sneak in. But that tactic will totally work, and there's zero calling involved. You need to be quiet. 
you need to be patient and you need to have the wind right. Wilderness Athlete discount code ElkShape2022 takes 30% off your first purchase. Get a bundle of Hydrate, Recover, Energy, and Focus. The greens, you got to have those greens. You're not eating enough vegetables unless you're eating 10 salads a day. Backfill with a good multivitamin, some fish oil. Check out their entire lineup of meal replacements, protein powders, all in the name of Better Elk Hunting. This is not a marketing company. This is an actual supplement company. Quality brand. I've been with them since 2006. Great company. I stand behind them. I want you to as well. Spy Point's got that new flex trail camera, man. Dual SIM. You can get transmissions regardless of the cell phone provider in your area. If it's AT&T or Verizon Tower, doesn't matter. It's going to send it to you. And the transmission plans are just that. It's all included. You don't have to have a cell phone or a monthly fee. You just download the Spy Point app and start getting your images. They also have a bunch of affordable trail cameras that are not cellular. So where legal, utilize the app, pair it with their trail cameras, and you are good to go. I love trail cameras. They give me all the little information I'm looking for on animal behavior, animal densities, inventory on big bucks, big bulls, how many predators are in the area, and hopefully some sort of pattern that I can take advantage of as a bow hunter. Check out Spy Point today. Kifar International, I'm a hoodlum through and through kind of guy for elk season, but I do have the hellbender. Love that for throwing trail cameras in or packing out elk. I keep the hellbender at the truck for when I hopefully I get a big bull down. I can go pack it out with that. I can pack and will pack an elk out with the hoodlum. They also have an awesome lineup. The checkpoint bag is my laptop bag where I put all my camera gear when I travel. And they also have stuff for you whitetail guys like the Shape Charge. Check out Kifar International. They're a huge partner of Elk Shapes and they've supported us for several years and I still think they make the best frame in the entire universe. Crispy boots, crispy hunting, crispy USA. Everything starts from the ground up. So pair your crispies with some sheep feet. I have a discount code Elk Shape takes 10% off sheep feet. Crispy boots, buy them at Black Ovis or anything else. Discount code Elk Shape takes 10% off. I am rocking the Laponia 2 and the new Colorados and those are my one-two punch for elk hunting. Baku e-bikes made for hunters by hunters. Discount code Elk Shape takes $300 off your first bike. Take that money and buy yourself a backup battery or a trailer so you can haul that precious elk meat out. Baku e-bikes out of Utah. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Coffee is life. I'm drinking coffee right now as I record this. Elk Shape is the discount code 15% off the coffee club of the month. So you pick which coffee arrives to your doorstep and you decide how much coffee arrives to your doorstep. And you can also use that discount code if you want to pick up some BRCC swag, a coffee mug, or bags of coffee for presents, whatever. It's a one-time use. Discount code Elk Shape, 15% off. Smokewood. Fatty meat sticks. We are adding these to our arsenal of elk hunting. This is the most delicious meat stick in the entire world. My buddy Ryan, he founded under armor with the boys back in the day he started this company he wanted to make something that was sourced locally so grass-fed beef raised without antibiotics no sugar gluten-free no nitrates added no msg added like super clean pure protein i usually pack three or four sticks in my hunting pack it's 20 grams per it tastes awesome it's sweet wood smokehouse fatty check out the 3.0s that's what we're rocking link in the show notes will get you a discount 10 percent off your online purchase yeah and i would say that the that did work i did kill a bull that way this last year and the day before, I almost killed that bull. And both days had a little bit higher winds in the middle of the day. Both really pretty good thermals. But I did have some switcheroo wind stuff that eventually spoiled that first stock. I was like 30-something yards away from the biggest bull of the three. He was a really nice five-point. And I literally couldn't shoot him in his bed the way he was positioned. And so I was probably by him for almost an hour and obviously where you were filming from you could see him but you couldn't see me but you knew i was close i, I literally had my pen dialed i think like 36 yards and i was just waiting for him to stand up unfortunately he never stood up because the wind switched twice real quick will abruptly and the first time i about had a heart attack and then i'm like okay he didn't smell me and then the second time i thought oh he's not going to smell me and then they bolted out of their beds but just know that the shade does change in timber like that where it's not super thick timber. 
And so those are your ideal scenarios to where the bull is going to get up once the sun hits and rebed. That's when you can shoot him. The bull I ended up killing, he was getting close to standing up, but he was still in the shade. But the way he was laying, I could slip one in. And I don't remember the distance. I think it was like 47-ish. Yep. But I had a, I dialed to 47, and I had a tight window, but I was able to put the arrow right where I wanted and show, shoot him in his bed. I would prefer everyone to try to get that shot when they're standing up because it gives you more margin of error. But that's a great tactic. It's kind of a bubble style hunting as well. That's not going to work as well if you're hunting a herd bull with several cows. The chances of you getting to that herd bull undetected with all those cows and calves, and calves are the biggest pain in the ass. So in that instance, you can just work in close and stay at the fringe or bubble and wait for that bull to get up and move around. And then you do that day in and day out. Eventually you're going to get a shot. All those things are really productive for all day hunting versus going back to camp and taking a nap and having a nice lunch. Like that's just stuff that we don't do. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, last but not least on this is understanding that your body, if you've been hunting now for a week or so, you have a lot of stress on it, man. Like you're not eating really good, healthy, clean food. For the most part, it's pretty impossible to get enough calories when you compare it to your expenditure. Your muscles are probably fatigued. You're definitely not getting as much sleep as you need. You know, you could be potentially homesick. You could be lonely. You could be just kind of burnt out a little bit. And so if you need the bugle juice and you're not getting the bugle juice take to some nighttime bugling and plan on sleeping in the next morning like locate some elk that's all i want you to do is locate some elk where they're feeding at night get on some ridges hike in the dark bugle locate multiple sets of elk if you can drop pins go back sleep in take that morning off knowing that you know where the elk are generally are and then really set up for the afternoon evening and try to catch them in transition as they get to those places that you found them the night before i'll do that every once in a while when i'm pretty exhausted i generally don't like missing mornings but there are exceptions and that is one if you're burnt out and you needed to locate elk and you did it then you have a green light to you know hunt a midday bubble them or set up for the afternoon evening transition time but just have multiple tactics in your back pocket and just know that all it takes is 10 seconds and your elk season goes from zero to hero. Got anything else, Jake? You know, talking with about with the food, having good food, that will mentally bring you up. So if, if you're already tired and you open up your bag and there's stuff in there you don't like, you're not going to be like motivated to eat that food. You need to be drinking a lot of water. You need to be having some hydrate and recovery. You need to have some electrolytes. Like you need to keep yourself hydrated first and foremost, because when you get dehydrated, you're not going to be thinking right. You're going to get depressed. That's when you can start getting, you know, weak body. That's when you're going to get hurt. So like staying hydrated is super important. But with the food thing, me and Dan will get a tortilla and we'll put peanut butter in there. We'll put some honey in there roll that thing up like a little burrito throw it in a bag and we have those in the middle of the day and that's like our one little snack that tastes good but the little honey stingers those things are super tasty they're amazing so having good food that's going to like bring you up um, throughout the day is important you know if you want to have a little snickers bar you want to have some kind of a treat in there but like put food in your bag that you're going to want to eat that's going to help you throughout the day you need to have a lot of calories. I mean, 
we're probably eating over 4,000 calories a day and it's not enough. So you guys need to eat a lot of food. I'm not saying, you know, wake up and have eggs and bacon and a huge, you know, stack of pancakes by any means. But you guys need to know what your limit is. You need to keep your body fueled because you're going to be pushing yourself as hard as you can through September. That being said, I, I think the mental struggles by this point, you've probably already had multiple situations where mentally... Um, you either shot at a bull and missed, or you had a hunter below one of your stocks, whatever it is. But instead of like letting it tear you down and just ruining the rest of your day, or maybe multiple days, like you got to be able to flip that switch and say, "Okay, I'm not going to let somebody else ruin my hunt." Okay, there's other elk that I can get an opportunity on, and you got to be able to switch gears fast and move on and just make it happen. Because if you just keep dwelling in like oh, this just got ruined, you're never going to succeed. You're never going to get another opportunity. So like flip that switch, shit happened, move on and just make it happen again. Like it's on you. It's not on anybody else. Elk Shape Camps 2023. Whether you are a brand new elk hunter, a seasoned veteran or somebody in between who's maybe intermediate, you've had some success, but quite not the consistent success. Consider coming to an Elk Shape Camp in 2023. Five locations, four, three day camps, one two-day camp. I'll break it down. Phoenix, Arizona, January 20th to the 22nd. We'll actually be at Wilderness Athlete HQ. My entire squad will be there. Stonewall, Texas, March 3rd through the 5th. That's outside of Austin. That's going to be a phenomenal camp. We did it last year. That's one of the best facilities we've ever had. It's the, basically the NUMA owner lets us invade their ranch. It's a great experience for everyone. Speaking of ranches, Julian Ranch, just outside of San Diego, California, March 31st through April 2nd. Then back to Vortex Edge in Barnville, Wisconsin, April 14th through the 16th. And last Last but not least, we're going to do an exclusive elite member only from Onyx two-day mini camp in Green Acres, Washington. MFJJ, myself, and the boys, June 17th through the 18th. Pre-sale starts August 1st. Lock in your rate. Get set up for camp and set yourself up for future success. I hope you plan on elk hunting for the rest of your life. I know I certainly do. Early bird starts 9-1, September 1st. Regular registration starts November 1st. And for you slowpokes, late registration starts January 1st, 2023. All our camps involve you getting exposed at what you're weak at and getting a blueprint for how to mitigate that and make it a straight whether it's your calling, it's your fitness, it's your nutrition, it's your shot execution, it's your shot process, it's your equipment, it's your tuning, it's your e-scouting, it's your tactics. Whatever it might be, we're going to figure out a blueprint for you. Whatever's getting in the way of you finding success, we're going to help you crush, smash that learning curve and produce consistent success year in and year out. I hope to meet you and your friends at Oak Shape Camp. You know, you made me think of something there that might be worth something to you guys listening. Maybe not. And there's something that I think a lot of folks overlook is like when you think about how much I shoot, when I'm home right now, year round, man, I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't shoot at least a dozen arrows. This is kind of part of my, you know, same as brushing my teeth. I just shoot my bow every day. Kind of just something I do. And when you're elk hunting for a week or two weeks straight, when do you actually shoot your bow? Like most people, the only time they shoot their bow is if they get a shot. And so if you're looking for to stay sharp, I would say one thing that I've done, especially hunting, like back in my day when I hunted North Idaho, is man, the brush would beat my bow up, and I would, I was obligated, after riding a dirt bike or four wheeler, was to shoot my bow every night in the headlights, and all it was was a broadhead at 20 yards, just to make sure that I mean, I'm expecting a bullseye, through the headlights of my truck, and if I shoot six inches high, low, left or right, I'm like, oh, something happened, and check my my equipment. But the other thing you can do is you can just bring a a, a judo point or a practice fill point. And if you find a stump and it's middle of the day and ain't nothing going on, there's nothing wrong with shooting at least a couple arrows, knowing that you're just checking your ticks 
and working on your shot execution while you're out there. I think that's something that gets extremely overlooked and not talked about enough. Now, you match that. You got a tip as good as that? Yeah. Actually, I think that is like a mental boost right there because if you've had this bow on your back and you haven't shot it in three days, you pull it out and you put an arrow in and you either hit your target or you pull that judo point out and you shoot that and, you know, you smoke a grouse at 20 yards. Hey, you know your bow is dialed. You know that you're shooting well. Like, that is a mental boost right there already. So I think that's a great tip. Yeah, man, I think that's cool. And, and you know, I saw this on an episode of Alone, if you will, the season where Clay Hayes won. He's a fellow bow hunter. Look him up. This dude, he was a trad hunter, but he left his bow out, and he was sleeping, and he could hear a mouse rifling through his stuff at night. And he just tried – I mean, he tried to kill it, but – fell asleep he woke up that mouse chewed a hole through his entire bowstring so for you backcountry elk hunters if you are actually hunting out of a spike camp out of a backcountry camp and there's a chance that there are mice or rodents or something that's going to chew through your stuff i mean i looking back and out of all the nights i've slept under the stars or in a backcountry i've never ever thought of that but i've kind of always put my bow hanging in a tree just out of habit like on a branch or something i don't think you should especially like those floorless shelter vibes. I don't know if it's a good idea to leave your bow on the ground while you're sleeping. Is that weird? Am I paranoid? I think you're a little paranoid. I saw it on a video last (laughs) night. So I was like, huh, I wonder if that's ever happened to anybody. So, hey, let me know. Reach out. Has that ever happened to you? I don't think it happens very often. But just thinking about backcountry stuff and a rodent chewing a hole through something you don't want, like, man, that could be – I don't know. I've always just put my bow – hanging up you know just just expect some stuff to go the wrong way and respond properly yeah i mean rodents and animals like obviously are a problem having like the bowstring you know chewed in half like that is kind of unique i think but bears obviously are an issue raccoons obviously are an issue the thing that i don't like about the florida shelter is bugs and you know some of you guys are probably saying oh whatever you're just being a puss but when you go out and you're trying to get some sleep and you have like a spider crawl across your face, you're not falling asleep anytime soon. And like it just mentally it just like gives you the heebie-jeebies. But um, Dan has had this happen and had food out and, you know, gone out on a spike camp and have stuff up in a tree and bears ripped into the food. Um, raccoons, you guys leave stuff out back at your camp. Um, you come back and their stuff just shredded. So like, be smart with your gear. I mean, you don't want to have a mental breakdown when you try to come back to your camp and you're ready to like refuel and stock up for the day and just have a train wreck and all your food scattered everywhere or sleeping bag chewed up. So be smart when you guys are out and keep your food up into a tree, put things away to keep animals out of it, things like that. Because if I came back and my backup bow had the string chewed in half by a mouse i'd be super pissed speaking of backup bows and leaving it in your truck where your truck's exposed to hot temperatures and stuff like that like i've had people actually message me like what do you do and thinking historically i have literally stashed my bow in a case in some shade not inside a locked truck that's not always advisable but a lot of instances it's better than leaving it in the truck where i know it's going to get to 90 something degrees and that could potentially affect that backup bow now when i'm traveling with my primary and my back and my backup bow inside the truck obviously it's air conditioned or whatever but don't leave your truck parked in the hot sun with your real bow or backup bow 
I feel like that's super bad news for strings to stretch, cables to stretch, things to get messed up. And if you change one thing, you change everything on a bow, as you guys know. Guys, kick some ass this September. We're just trying to keep you fired up. Stay positive. Control what you can control. Your effort and attitude. God bless you. Stay safe. We'll catch you on the next one.